0: We're like a Walmart greeter at the digital front door. So personal, all about human to human connection, but with leveraging technology underneath to make things scale. So we're bringing people in, we're meeting people where they are. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs
1: and innovators who are transforming health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Some startups provide tools directly to consumers and patients, while others tackle issues more in the hospital setting at the other end of the care journey. Our two guests today, Dr. Scott Kaiser from Determined Health and Nick Lockett from Parasuite, they occupy a sort of middle ground. They empower communities and community-based organizations to provide better care for vulnerable people. It doesn't take much to see the need for more empowered communities in healthcare. Every day we see more headlines about an epidemic of loneliness and the role of social connection in health outcomes. That data is in, and it's not good. We know from our own experience that there are health concerns you might share with a friend before turning to a doctor. Nowhere is the need for community-based health intervention more clear than with seniors. According to our guests today, that process starts with empowering authentic, actionable communication. So they've built unique tools and platforms designed to make that process scalable, replicable, and easy. My first guest today is Scott Kaiser, CEO and co-founder of Determined Health. Kaiser, a trained geriatrician along with his team, was recently recognized by Chime and Scale Health as a finalist in their patient engagement challenge. After receiving the award in the digital front door category, he likened his company to being the Walmart greeter for the healthcare system. Here he is to explain. Scott, thanks
0: for joining me today. Great
1: to be here. Thank you.
0: So I saw
1: you just yesterday receiving <laughs> an award right here from Chime. Tell me what that was for.
0: Yeah, yeah. This has been great. Lots of momentum for us. Um, that was Scale Health partnered with Chime okay. on a uh, patient engagement challenge. Okay. And we uh, were a finalist in the digital front door. Okay. okay. Which is really cool. Um it's a good you segue into what Determined Health has built. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's got us thinking a lot about how we fit in that schema of the digital front door. You know, mm-hmm. We've built a connected community care solution um, that really focus on, focuses on addressing loneliness and other social determinants of health. Um, and so this community care solution, it's all about curating networks of community partners, training a workforce of community callers, driving engagement. To manage uh, social determinants proactively, so you know how's that all fit with the digital front door? Yeah, and it's really cool, and and it's we're getting this warm response from the health systems too. They're seeing it the way we're seeing it. We're like a Walmart greeter okay. at the digital front door. Okay. So personal, all about human human connection, but with leveraging technology underneath to make things scale. So we're bringing people in, we're meeting people where they are, right? It's Walmart greeter, you could t- take the analogy a little further. Yeah. They kind of follow you around the store in a non-creepy way, Uh huh. you know? And then- um, and They can help you with. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. And they can help yeah, you. Yeah. So there's a lot of people, great to have a digital front door, but you're, you're gonna leave a lot of people behind out in the cold. Yeah. So we're just bringing people in through human-to-human connection that's tech enabled. Okay. What's the patient experience uh,
1: if there's a community that they're in that's using your platform.
0: yeah so you know imagine you're you're a patient who is cycling in and out of the ER. you've got multiple chronic conditions, they're all out of control, you've got all sorts of crises. you're going to the ER multiple times uh, multiple times even a month yeah. and um, and so uh, you know somebody notices, hey something's really not working here yeah. uh, We'd like to refer you into this, this program well we try not to use the p word but hey we've got this new great service that that might be a good fit for you so then that name is given to us we reach out to them mm. uh our engagement rates are really good with with our approach and reaching out to people what we do is we offer pairing them up with somebody who's just been trained to be a good empathic listener okay um These people that they're paired with, they might be a paraprofessional, they might be uh, a trained peer, a student, all sorts of people. Someone in their community or someone at your organization centrally? No, in their community. And that broadly, that might be very local Mm -hmm. or that might be another part of the state or maybe even a further geography. But But not uh, just uh, one central call. Exactly. No, no. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. And those those folks come through relationships with trusted community organizations. So you're not just getting a link to a person; you're getting a link to a whole community.
1: Who do you work with? Who's that person who refers? So who's kind of the, the spark of the relationship?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends, right? It depends on the our customer relationship. You know, we have situations where we're used just as a pure SaaS platform, and it, all the internals and everything are all done kind of internally. But you know, ideally, you, you think about somebody who you know, on a care management team, we do a great job of extending the power impact of, of nursing and social work care management, okay. right? So you imagine somebody, uh, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities. They're doing their health risk assessments. You know, they're checking in on people for a variety of clinical things. They don't have the time to just chop it up, Just yeah. just get on the phone and just talk about, you know, that crazy thing that happened last yeah. night at the game, whatever it is. And, uh, then that's what our folks do. Sure. Right. But at the same time, we give them the tools to be an early warning system at the same time, sort of see something, say something. They don't need to do anything about it. They just flag the issue. Oh, person's really struggling with access to food. You know, got to, you know, make you know, boom goes in our system, gets routed to the care management team gets routed back to the meal, Meals on Wheels program so that you can connect the person with a home-delivered meal, and that could be the thing that keeps them out of the ER. Interesting, so if okay. I'm one of your
1: community health workers has been uh, trained on the system, I've been trained to be a great active listener, Yeah. I'm, am I reading through a script? What kinds of questions am I asking? Right, yeah,
0: no, definitely no script. No script, okay. No script. Uh, they are trained to engage a person in conversation and okay. to be a good listener. And a lot of good listening, you know, is active listening and and following. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you might be with somebody who really likes to talk a lot. You might be with somebody who really is a little more reserved and likes to listen. Understanding that to make the right match is part of what we do. But then for our training, for our callers, understanding how to adapt to the situation to be the best listener. They can be the best support in that situation. That's a, and their job is just to connect. Okay.
1: That's their job. And they're on some sort of determined health CRM-style platform where they can say, you know, John Smith has this concern. That's where they can red flag things for future.
0: Yeah. What's even better is they don't even need to log into the platform either. Really? So they'll just get a text message, for example, after the call That's to nice. say with a checklist of things that uh, were there any issues around Social isolation, transportation, food access, financial, healthcare follow-up, and, you know, a notes section on, yeah, just like anything you'd like to share about the conversation today, anything we should know. And that data goes where? So that data comes back to our platform where whoever the organizational administrators, you know, have that in the case that we were just describing, that would get routed back to the care management team. Okay. So they would see that it shows up on a dashboard for them with a flag uh, and serve an with an action flag and and yeah oh, yeah
1: awesome. What are some of the metrics that you track in terms of reducing costs and improving quality?
0: Yeah yeah. So you know obviously we we want to hit everything in the quintuple yeah, aim yeah. and uh, I think we all are the all the aims all the aims all the aims and I think and we are. Uh, early data shows that. Um, and we're continuing to collect data in in all those regards. The biggest impact we've had that's been most meaningful to our customers, surprisingly, we're fixated on reducing costs and improving outcomes, but our satisfaction. I mean, that's been because, you know, what I, the next measure I need to add anybody who listens to this video who has a good measure for this, the one thing we'd like to add is a measure of trust, interested, right? Because, that's what we're really building is trust and engagement. And uh, people I are- I talked to a founder just a few weeks ago who was working on that idea. Oh, Yeah, good. so I'm, I may have to make a connection. I would love that. But I would love yeah, that. So trust yes. as a metric. Yeah. It's yes, trust as a metric, which is so, you know, look, we're determined to transform care. That's what we're all about. But for us, you know, it's about hitting kind of those core fundamental shortcomings of our care system, particularly- when you think of complex, high-risk, high-need, vulnerable populations, you know, and it's, it's, it's lack of uh, connection, it's care fragmentation, and it, it's a breakdown of, of access and trust. So we've, we know we're, in, we're increasing uh, trust. We'd love to measure that. Uh, and we see that as the gateway to address a broad range of issues, which will result in reductions in emergency room visits, reductions in, you know, unnecessary readmissions and ultimately with my, you know, as a geriatrician, keeping folks out of institutional settings, right? Helping sure. support people in aging in place. Yeah, really a force multiplier in a, in an age of workforce crisis within this market,
1: right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You mentioned you were a geriatrician. We didn't really talk about how yeah. how you got into this. Right. You know, what was that what was that path like?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's been I, I trained as a family physician. Okay. Community health is in my roots. I trained at a federally qualified community health center. Our whole program was focused on the care of underserved populations. Um, and we were really, you know, by us, our residency program being there, we were reducing teen pregnancy, reducing infant mortality. I mean, it was really a kind of a public health perspective. Yeah. Then I got into geriatrics and it was like, you know, back, Two thousand and eight, they're saying, wow, the first boomer is collecting social security. We're going to have ten thousand people turning sixty-five every day. Meanwhile, we have less than seven thousand geriatricians in the entire United States. So little by little I I, I built a career as a leader mm. in in aging services and innovation in, in geriatric care. Um, so you know, that I've then I've gone on now to leverage that experience and that network. Uh, to, to help, you know, to to build our vision and build our model. And really our objective is now to do that at scale. Got it. And that's where my co-founder, you know, Catherine Steinberg, she comes in because she's a care transformation specialist. Her whole, I mean, expertise, network, everything. And she blows my mind. I pinch myself that we get to be on this journey together. Um, She's able to help us, you know, really plan out, execute, to be able to do this at scale, and then of course bringing a third technical co-founder in Charles Johnson, uh, somebody who can help us build the technology the right way—that's solving problems that matter to people in a way that works for them, uh, you know, frictionless for the end user. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question: You've been in this industry for a while.
1: So much talk about age tech and and where we're going. How, do you have, how have you seen the attitudes and uh, change over the last few years in terms of the acceptance of technology, kind of uh, the idea that we need an inflection point
0: uh, right now and we, we need change? Yeah. Well, I, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I We are at an inflection point that the quality of solutions, you know, we've been talking about it for a long time. You know, there's a term, the silver tsunami. I always take issue with that. I call it the great age wave. Okay. Uh, tsunamis come without warning, mm. and they're super destructive, devastating, terrible things. This is awesome that we gained 30 years in life expectancy over the last hundred years. We're living longer. Um, you know, it, it's a great thing. And there's so much power and potential in an aging population. And there's a whole longevity economy. Yeah. And so it's really great to see that this is becoming something that people were sort of preaching from the mountaintops. Is now it's in the grassroots. It's in the water and the quality of, of, of services and innovation. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. We're, we're just seeing. And so we're just, we're hoping to just be part of, you know, that leading edge and then lead a groundswell. You know, we're, surf we're not worried surf that, surf surf that great age wave. I'm yeah. telling you, because, you know, we're not worried about competitors. We're, we're trying to catalyze a movement mm. here. You know, that's why we're, we're health transformers yeah. and that's why we love being part of this startup health ecosystem because uh, we've got big problems we're taking on. And so it's all hands on deck is what I always say. I love it. And yeah, we're in it. I love it. Yeah. Scott, I love what you're building.
1: I love the heart behind the, the business and it's going to be exciting to see where you take it the next couple of years. So thanks for
0: joining me today. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. 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 Can I also mention one other thing yeah. while oh. we're here then? Uh, just in terms of all the momentum, you know, updates and whatnot, we got just a lot of cool things going on. But um, I just wanted to mention this, too, because I think it's a great opportunity also for other startups to, to get involved. Uh, the, the Prime Health Innovation Challenge focused on safety net populations. So we're also a finalist in that. We're going to be doing uh, a pilot uh, demonstration project in Colorado. And so this is a really cool opportunity, something that I think we could do in in Colorado and then hopefully, you know, continue to spread very much aligned with our model, working with a rural health system provider that they've been surveying their community. They've been looking at their challenges and they said, biggest problem, socially isolated, lonely, Mm. older people, core issue and and they like us see that as sort of this this linchpin issue this this kind of the the cornerstone thing that you need to address. So we're going to work with them to do it. Bring in our whole model, curate that Love network it. of community partners, and excitingly, there may be an opportunity for um, you know Colorado Medicaid okay. innovation directors to look work with us mm. to to look together at the metrics so that we could really look at rolling this out across medicaid you know in colorado is sort of part baked into the program that that would, that be, would be transformative be, that would be huge. for be all of us yeah um and so rachel dixon at prime health uh you know really just so appreciative um really excited to be part of the chcf yeah cohort on medicaid innovation so just just really excited in the Kind of duels and Medicaid innovation space, a what, what lot I'm, of momentum. Yeah, what I'm hearing is that there's just a real collaborative
1: spirit behind this right now. That people want to work together and figure out how to plug innovations into populations that they're working uh that they're working on.
0: Yeah, there's a desire to raise that tide. Yeah, yeah. You know, being an entrepreneur is not easy, yeah. and there's all sorts of challenges along the way, but. When you're in this sweet spot where your challenges are really trying to solve the problems that matter to people exactly in a way that works for them, that's where we want to be. So we'll do anything to just keep you know staying on this level and and, and working together with great partners. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. And we'll be uh, we'll watching how you grow. Oh, thank you so All much. much. Thanks, Scott. Okay. Our second guest today is Nick Lockett, a co-founder at PearSuite. As you'll hear, PearSuite gives organizations the tools necessary to track community-driven care and identify social determinants of health. Their data-driven approach upgrades a life-saving process of outreach to seniors that has often been relegated to pen and paper. Here's the interview with Nick Lockett, which was recorded at the Vive Conference in Nashville. Nick, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah. Let's start by just level setting. Give me the pitch. What's PairSuite?
2: Awesome. Yeah. So Parasuite is social care coordination software for community health workers. We manage everything from initially assessing a community and an individual's needs all the way through linking them to various different resources that we think can help. And then we track and follow up, close the loop on those referrals, see how well those interventions actually did, what the people still need um, and go from there. How'd you get into this work? Yeah. So That's kind of an interesting story. Um, I have always been in tech. You know, I've been passionate about tech and passionate about helping the world, making it a better place, advancing society. My uh, grandparents were actually ranchers um, out in Missouri, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, And so they, unfortunately, you know, they're a very isolated community and they're 45 minutes to the nearest grocery store, lots of social health issues. And as they started to age, uh, you know, they weren't, Able to get the food that they needed. They weren't able to get the care that they needed. Uh, and their health kind of declined slowly and then all at once. Okay. There wasn't any infrastructure, any support in place to reach out and give them the help that they needed. Uh, so it was, it was unfortunate. Eventually, the family had to step in and move them off of the ranch that they loved so much. Uh, into you know you know care facilities, nursing homes, things like that.
1: When did that experience move from like recognition of the problem to maybe like a aha moment that there could be a solution?
2: Yeah. So when you know when we were like looking into it and figuring it out, we realized that what it was is no one really knew any of these issues. They were isolated. They were living all alone. And if they had just been connected to programs that already existed in their community, um, already existed in the areas around them, then we wouldn't have had to do any of this. Their health wouldn't have been able to decline uh, as how it did, how badly it did. Um, and it, if, if we had just been able to reach out to them where they were, we could have prevented a lot of these issues from happening. Okay. So, so let's uh, get back to Pear Suite's yeah. platform. Uh, what's, the, what's the experience? Is it something that a community health worker... Uh, logs into and, and works on? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's it works a lot like a CRM. Um, they log in and it guides through the entire process. So we're able to institutionalize and standardize, automate a lot of the services that they're doing so that they're able to provide better care to more people.
1: Okay. Walk yeah. me through it. Let's say I'm a community health worker. Well, back up, what would be a typical partner who's using Parasuite?
2: Yeah. So we work with Any group that has these community health workers. So we see those in a lot of Medicaid plans have teams like this. We see FQHCs and then finally community organizations. How were these patients being managed prior to Pear Suite? Yeah, so um, it kind of depends because it's a, you know, it's a fragmented. Yeah, you're talking about a range of types of organizations. Exactly. Some of them build their own software. Some of them try to hodge together, hodgepodge together systems that you know, should be used for other things. Yeah. There isn't anyone else right now that's building software specifically for these people. And I'm sure some folks are on Excel or yeah, or exactly.
1: on paper or, yep. or yeah, hey, a lot go, of paper. Go, go check on so and so. Yeah, you know, like
0: really. Exactly. Okay, no. so
1: let's say I'm with an organization that works with um, the managed care organization. Yeah. What's my experience? What's sort of the dashboard experience for me?
2: Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we automate and manage everything. You log in there and you see a list. These are the people that I'm supposed to help. Um, These are backgrounds for them. This is like the assessment that we're supposed to do. I know I followed up with them last week and this is what we figured out. These are resources that we think are a particularly good fit. Um, That's for the individual worker level from like a higher up perspective, we have population level analytics that say, these are the resources that have been working well. These are how many people are reaching out to what those conversations are looking like, who needs help with what.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you see Pear Suite fitting into just sort of the cultural moment we're in, in terms of the aging of the population Absolutely, and uh, really not having the workforce uh, yeah. uh, to take care of people?
2: I mean, it's, I, that's another reason why I'm so excited about it is this is a growing area. It's, there's a lot of movement in this space. Um, and so we're hoping that we can be one of the main players that sort of helps to improve both the quality and the quantity of work.